0: Um, But in the meantime, they are criminals, and they should be treated like criminals. We should not be holding off on doing what needs to be done because we don't want to inconvenience their lives. Um, This person. Sir Yes. Did he get three months out of six months? Did he do three months out of the six months? Yes. That's what they said yesterday. He is out, and um, the only thing that he they say he has to register as a sex offender. But I'm saying the, the time young woman. the go back to school, right? Huh? Huh? He can do anything he wants to. <laughs> oh Lord, he can go back to school. He can become yeah. a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, except I, I'm 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 hoping that he can't become a judge now with not being a not being a sex offender. But you know, he he's on his own I mean he's out. He he's um then not exonerated but he 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 doesn't do anything stupid in the next year he's on free basically. Well this is Leslie Yes. I'm I'm glad you are holding the show down for me with such a wonderful topic. Well, not too wonderful, but and, okay. an engaging one, <laughs> an engaging topic, yes. put it that way. Yes. So yes. this is this is a lot. So we have this holiday weekend. Um, what holiday are we celebrating this weekend? Labor Day. Labor Day. Day. We're really Celebrating labor. We're celebrating the people who work for a living. Mm-hmm. And Labor yep. Day is uh, descendants of African of African slaves. We definitely are very sensitive to the word labor um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we didn't get paid for our labor. So I guess that's one of the reasons why we subconsciously forget the name of the holiday. Right. Right. And I was was just saying, I want to give you kudos for bringing up that information about Georgetown and their slave history because the first time I heard that was on your show. Yeah. And then last night, Georgetown not only acknowledged that they had held slaves on their plantations, that they sold 274 people uh, to plantation owners in the south so that they could pay their bills. Isn't that something? And, mm-hmm. So right, I right. said, I I was telling that. grandma, the first time I heard that was on Leslie show, so I want to give you kudos, girl. You do your oh, research. Man, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> that my She's always saying, I you didn't know that. that. You guys are so you are so cute, you're wonderful, you you just light up my whole my my whole face and spirit when you say things like that. Um, because you know, for some time I was embarrassed to be known as a slave lady and slave um profanity S H I T. Um and people seemed like they were getting tired of hearing about it. And so, I, I, you know, what you're saying is very encouraging to tell me to keep going. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep going. Place.
0: So, uh, the first place I heard that I mean, when you said that Georgetown owned slaves, and I was like, what? This was a Christian <laughs> university. <laughs> Leslie. And we yes, had coming up and down yelling. Go hey Grandma. Yeah, keep here. going so the news forget, so the news can catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're too much. And I'm going to re-share <laughs> the story. Because you said that, I'm going back to it right now, and I'm going to repost it. And I didn't think it was a big deal because it really wasn't well received, Not at least not on my page. I have only 36 mm-hmm. people shared it. So I don't know if, mm-hmm. I, I, if it made a difference, but what we wrote back on May 21st was a million questions for the slaver's beneficiaries at Georgetown University from the descendants of the survivors of slavery whom was sold to financially aid Georgetown. And this was in New York times.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: um, it talked about the lady and, and it has some sad um, stories in it. I can't remember exactly, but it was pretty moving on how she found out about mm-hmm. the property. She had lived in the town and didn't even know that her grandparents had something to do with that college. And uh, it says, There's so rich- men, women, and children. I said, mm mm-hmm. uh, And these were the Christians. And we are jumping up and down yelling about the uh, Muslims and how they're treating people and uh, our nice Christian university. Well, I don't I don't know if, you know, we can uh lump them as um a Christian university. I don't even know that's what they were. To be quite honest. I didn't know that was a Christian school or that they taught Christianity mm-hmm. or stood for Christianity. Um it's a Catholic school. Oh, Catholic what? and Christian Catholic schools and Christian schools are totally different. A Catholic is a No, they're Christian. Yeah, the Catholics, the Protestants, the Baptists, the, uh, what do you call it, the Evangelicals, most of them are Christians. Well, I know the Catholics, they uh, practice idolatry, you know, with the Mary and the saints and the beads and all those rituals. Yeah, it's not really idolatry. We honor, we honor those people. But not as not as God, but not as nobody ranks with Jesus. Oh, okay. So you're a Catholic? I'm a Catholic. Oh, okay. I'm glad you, you can straighten me out. Because I went to Catholic school as a little girl and then I graduated mm-hmm. from a Catholic a Catholic college here in New Jersey. And um I learned some things about the Catholic um the history. And I was like shocked out of my mind because I know it had a lot to do with slavery, um, the Catholics. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. but that's another that's another show. But talking about idolatry, and I used to word idolatry um, shrewdly. At least I thought I was, because this national anthem and this young football player that has refused to um, stand up. And. Mm-hmm. During the singing of the national anthem. He has opened up mm-hmm. the can of worms when it comes mm-hmm. to history. Um he didn't know that by standing for one thing he would be standing for a much bigger purpose. That his protest right is is really moving way on way beyond his control and what he ever imagined it would take on. Now the song and I didn't know this but I had researched that song about three or four years ago when you, when I refused to stand. I'm, when I worked, I was known to never to stand for that song. I worked in a high school. Mm-hmm. And it was a routine every morning. We had to hear mm-hmm. the music, and we had to stand up. I would mm-hmm. pray instead of saluting the flag and listening to that song. So I had a new duty one, one year, brand new duty in September. And they put me in this office space with a whole bunch of first-year teachers, relatively new teachers. And just like mm-hmm. you know the, like the Bible, when they hear the thong and the ringing of the bells, they jump up and they go through this ritual. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So some of them are bold enough to ask me, why aren't you standing? You stand up. So I'm not. You know, I believe that's idolatry. I don't have allegiance to anyone but God. And I don't appreciate starting my day off talking about bombing and blowing people up. That's not how I want to start Mm -hmm. my morning, especially in these violent times. So Mm -hmm. I I did some research, and I discovered that the, the anthem also excluded things about women, that they didn't want to use certain words because they didn't want to encourage women to look for their freedom and their rights, mm-hmm. so they changed they changed the word. So I shared that blog with these young ladies, young teachers, and they were shocked out of their mind, and they respected me ever since, and never bothered me mm-hmm. again about standing um, up for that um that anthem. So, that, that anthem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the anthem is about standing for that anthem. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think yeah. a lot of. A lot of people are going to refuse to stand now, not because of Black Lives Matter, but because they just don't like the man who wrote it. He was a slave owner. to low life, you know. So mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. just like Bree brought down the Confederate flag, it's time for okay. Kaepernick to bring down this um this terrible song, this hideous song, and this man who wrote it. So we have to make these moments a teachable moment. Like I said, Colin Kaepernick, he is a quarterback for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um he has a 6 million dollar contract, I'm pretty sure. If I'm right, mm-hmm. he um he de- so. he decided to donate the first million dollars of his salary um to poverty to help um, the impoverished. Mm-hmm. Try to correct and, some of the problems that he noticed, mm-hmm. and he started off yep. with um, he gave some money to the Bronx and Harlem for backpacks for the little kids. So he made mm-hmm. good with his promise. So we oh, got it. with uh, well, he's not just talking, he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So um, they have an article out here. Um, an article I lost it. An article about Kaepernick. Uh, anyway, I can't find it. He gave some money to the kids. Um, now James mm-hmm. Baldwin said some time ago it comes as a great shock to discover that the flag to which you have pledged allegiance has not pledged allegiance to you. And he went on to say, mm-hmm. while you're rooting for Gary Cooper to kill the Indians, you found out that the Indians are you. Mm-hmm. This is James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. James Baldwin something else. So this is the part of the, the um of the, um what do you call it? The Star-Spangled Banner. Banner, there's a problem. And I'm going to read an excerpt from an article that I read. The article cited by journalist Radley Balko <laughs> cites the rarely sung third stanza of the national anthem, noting that the phrase hireling and slave refers to slave, black slaves hired to fight on the side of the British during the War of 1812. And here's the, the words that they left out, and we don't sing. No refuge could save their hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph death wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. All right? Hmm. So that's the reference of the song that makes it wicked and evil, and so is the man who wrote it. So Kaepernick, um, he started something just like Donald Trump not knowing anything about the Constitution and having Mr. Mm -hmm. Conway the Constitution in his face, you know, figuratively, uh, is spearheading an educational moment. See, we Mm -hmm. think that what the devil makes for bad is going to make it bad, but in fact, when they keep talking and lying, they bring out uh, all these lies and they Leave a speck of truth in their lies, and truth seekers mm-hmm. can take that mustard seed of a truth and make it into a truthful mountain and illuminate everybody. So we invite liars to keep talking, because this internet and this love of truth and this love of justice um, is making people do their own work to do the research to Mm self-educate and to get self-respect and, you know, all those great things because of liars. So let them keep gossiping about who we are and lying about who we are because we will find out who we are through these lies. So I wanted to share that story about Kaepernick. I'm glad, even if he didn't intend it to teach us about the history of the Star-Spangled Banner, it came out, and he um, he did his part, and hopefully um, he will be rewarded, not just here on earth but in heaven as well. So let's move on to one of um, my favorite posts because this is a holiday weekend, and I always try to use a holiday as a way for us to celebrate. As black people, we have a lot um, going on, and when we want to party, we should party hard because we work very hard. Mm-hmm. And there is a book that used to be out called the Green Book, the Traveler's Green Book. Can you? Do you are you familiar with this book, Miss Nellie Johnson from Tuskegee? So. Oh, I, oh, I don't think so. It doesn't come to mind. All right. God bless you. you me- is that you sneezing? No, I'm, I just got got a little cough, a little tickle in my throat. Okay, all right. I'm not. I, right. I'm, there's nothing serious. I just got a little tickle in my throat. Okay, well you you hear that? Probably from tickle. talking for the last hour. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Probably from talking for the last hour. Okay, that's probably what it is. Well, the green book, and if you're it's interested, in... Say it again. I heard a green book we used to do, but it was downtown on Gold Street, in Manhattan. No. Okay. Okay, well, this green book was a traveler's guide for guess who? Oh, uh-huh. For us. For okay. um, Harriet Tubman? Oh, no, no, not that far back. <laughs> she doesn't have no green book. They'll find it and everybody be in trouble. <laughs> no, this green book was from, um, I think it started in the late 1900s. Um, no, in the... 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s It was a traveler's book Because blacks weren't allowed To um, Share in public Accommodations So of course We created our own Book to promote our Own businesses so while we Traveled we would know where all The black spots are So let me just read it and give you this Story formally and if you like this story you want to learn more about the history of the Green Book, go to the Schaumburg, and they have a whole um, e-file, and you can download more information the covers and everything. I chose to download this book. It looks like a picture of a little black boy on there. It says it's ninety-five. It says the Traveler's Green Book Guide for Travel and Vacation. Hotels, motels, restaurants, tourist homes, Vacation Resort, United States, Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean. So wow. uh, I chose the headline, the story, as Recreation Without Humiliation. That was part of one mm-hmm. of the articles in the book. Recreation Without Humiliation. That's sad, but it's true. We had to look for places mm-hmm. to, to have recreation without being humiliated. And so mm-hmm. this publication like the Green Books and Travel Guide, came out of the tradition of Negro business directories, which were published by communities going back to the 19th century. They usually included churches, educational institutions, funeral parlors, insurance agents, and other professional offices, as well as small businesses that were owned and run within the black community. Directories often included several essays in the beginning for the book that would describe their purpose and highlight the most prominent endeavors of members of that city or town. Listings for the most important people in institutions will often full-page profiles with professionally shot photographs. They can be seen as both a, utilit- a utilitarian tool for helping people find black-owned businesses that would serve them in a way to promote the accomplishments of African-Americans, their doctors, lawyers, clergy, and educational professionals. The Directory says, we are here in a number of ways. M.E. Shaz's directory from mm-hmm. 1950 from Wisconsin is part of this tradition. The book has the same kinds of listings traditionally found in Negro directories, like this one for the attorney, and then they have an image. So this was the book that African-Americans used when they traveled to, across the country no and out of the country,
1: yeah. and it
0: had a, a list you of black hotels. hotels. To eat without you can find right. places to eat without being told to go around to the back door. Right, and, and it was our places place place For place. us, made for us, by us And all those wonderful things Then I also have on my Facebook page And again, you listen to The Gist of Freedom, I am Leslie Gist L-E-S-L-E-Y G-I-S-T is my Facebook page And you can listen to these recordings At com. And um, uh, You're listening to My co-host, which is Nellie Johnson, and she is a Tuskegee alumni, and our producer of the uh, t and l radio is miss Ellen grandma Ellen we call her um, so this show is being uh, streamed uh, in a podcast on different platforms. You can learn more about us on Facebook page at t and l radio too um, so, what was I about to say about what said all those things? I forgot. Just start quickly. Why are you getting your thoughts together? I need to apologize to Sion. We were on Sion, your young man that was on. Man, you worked with, right? No, the young, the one that you worked with, that you had on your show last week. Stayed on uh, until Donald was supposed to stay on until Donald, Donald Brown came on. Oh, Zion. Well, what happened was, uh huh, uh-huh. we were on. My phone went dead, so uh-huh. he wound up being on by himself. So I want to apologize. I did not intentionally leave him. What happened? My phone went dead. and By the time I got back into the uh, back into the line, he was gone. So oh. I guess he realized he was there by himself and left. But um, we, were, we were trying to stay on until Don got there, but Don never showed up. Didn't show up before my phone died. Oh, okay. So I am. Right. Well, I'm guess glad I'm you said that. Well, I think we have a caller on the line, and I'd like to um, address some topics about this, this uh, song. And we know that the song, mm-hmm. history has been telling us some untruths about you know, American history trying to glorify it. Um, there's several books. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of the my favorite books is All the Lies My Teacher Ever Told Me. And mm-hmm. um, we have a we have someone on the line. Do you have a comment to make about the story about this hoopla over um uh, Colin Capernick, mm-hmm. the football Spangled player Spangled who refuses to stand mm-hmm. stand and acknowledge the flag during the singing of the Star Spangled Banner? Carla from um nine seven three.
1: Hello. Uh, hello. Are you, Carla? Hi. How
0: are you? Yeah. I do I'm have angry. something to say. Excuse me. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, please, please, okay. you, you talk, you're well, a little bit too to low. Say- we need to hear you. We can hardly hear you. Can you speak a little louder? Okay. Let me try. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. That's a little better. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a book called I Love Paul Revere, Whether He Rode or Not, and about the flag, and uh, um, they were talking about Americans today may worship the flag, but George Washington never carried the flag at battle, and John Adams didn't even know what it looked like. And far as the football players standing up and don't want to salute the song, I think this is America. He has the freedom to do that if he wants to. Fact, and I don't understand I'm with you. the big hoopla about it. I don't understand the big hoopla either. No, I mean, if he has this, he has the freedom to do that. Right. That's what, well, especially especially I was since saying back in the day to... when people were burning the flag, the Supreme Court said it didn't, it didn't represent this country. It represented freedom of speech. So all of a sudden now, everybody wants uh, to, to jump on Holland because he's exercising his freedom of speech. And that's what he's practicing, oh, right. his freedom so thank you, of speech. All right, and yeah. he's allowed right. to I'm do all all Right, right. Now, what I don't so you can say the Go ahead. What I'm understand is the local police saying they're gonna to refuse to uh to protect them. They're gonna protest. they're paid by the government yeah that they must do they're part of the oppressor they're part of yeah. the oppressor, so naturally they would have that problem because they see them as losing control well, they're gonna they' gonna do. All right, so let's, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, this uh, police um, saying that they're going to boycott. So Let's go straight to a story so that we don't misquote anyone. And I'm reading from the NBCBayArea.com website. And it says, Santa Clara Police Union threatens boycott of 49ers games over Kaepernick protests. Now, the police unions are a serious problem. And I'm so happy that in New York City that the protesters, the Black Lives Matter protested against the police union. They went to their doors and they got what they wanted and eventually um, the commissioner stepped down. So I think it's time that Black Lives Matter respond to the Santa Clara Police Union who's threatening. Because every time we have an issue, the black person is killed, an unarmed black person, person is killed by the police. The first thing, including our black president, says is that not all cops are bad and we need to make sure they all get home safely. But every time they get an opportunity to prove that not all cops are bad and that they have so many great cops, the great cops never come to the forefront. And even yeah. though they don't stand up and challenge their bad. People. Bad cops. They and know I'm, that there are bad, corrupt cops, but they don't stand up and challenge it. Right, and this and union is Right, and, and this union is showing that they are troublemakers. That they're not really trying to protect and serve. You know, they, they mm-hmm. don't know what the Con They don't know what the Constitution is, and for them to say that they are threatening to to refuse to do their job. Something that they normally uh-huh. do but because a black man did something <laughs> said no. stood up and did uh-huh. a nonviolent a nonviolent act part of this American tradition that no. they are not going to go to work. And now so, check this out. Not only are they doing that, how many thousands of people that's there at that game? And they're talking about they're going to protest. That's they're sure. supposed to protect all of those people. Gonna,
1: and they did the right. same
0: thing with Bruce Springsteen, Stein or whatever his name is, when he wrote that they song about the off. 40 they shots. And, and right. they, don't deserve, they don't deserve to be paid. So, so And there was a time it wasn't allowed to have a union. Do you remember that? There was a time in New York and mostly all over this country that uh policemen, anybody who worked for the city, worked for the public was not allowed to have a union. that just happened within uh, the last forty, fifty uh, years. I don't remember that, but I remember when they didn't allow to and allow them to strike and that that would be technically to a strike if he if they refused to work if they refused to work that's technically that's a strike. they should have been fired that's if tough. I was in charge, everybody who didn't show up would have been fired. That's all. You protest, right. you mm-hmm. get fired. Right. that so, boycott not, is in the post office also. What did you say, Miss Ellen? I remember it was in the post office also because a lot, some of some of the people know that, mm-hmm. that got fired. They didn't know that. Right. And they, and they joined. Of, well, mm-hmm. Right. So, the police union's action is a boycott. A boycott is a protest, right? So, how can they uh, protest uh, against somebody for protesting? It makes no sense. How about that? It (laughs) makes no sense. uh, You know, they want to have the right to protest, and they're getting paid to do this job a boycott. And we're paying them. are they gonna not get paid? They can protest all they want as long as they don't get paid. They can boycott yeah. as long as they mm-hmm. forego their salary and, and give it to the man. black P A L. You know, if you're such good cops, if you're good cops and this is the argument that not all bad cops all cops are bad cops, these cops have in- introduced themselves into something that had nothing to do with them. You know mm-hmm. And um, right, we, yeah. need to we need to acknowledge that they are targeting us. They're targeting us as we are motorists walking down the street, shopping, driving. Now if a millionaire football player who uses his profile, his platform, to say this is wrong. Now you're going to say anyone who attends his game is subjected to being unprotected. This is not, that's, a, that's not an American that's action. Not. Hmm? That's not. Nope. She and and no. this has nothing to do with the police, actually. This has nothing, nothing to do with the police. The fact that right, they're standing up for the um, a national anthem has nothing to do with the police. He's not protesting the police. He's they protesting the treatment to... that, uh, of white people. Right, right. No, is that not... you were saying? They, they tried to, try to put it on the uh, they tried to use the uh the army to say that it's against the soldiers uh-huh. because he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. So then That's now not. the police they done jumped on That's the bandwagon. But well, who are you policing? Then, and my thing is, you who who are you working for? It, it it's becoming apparent that the police is a military force. And they are there <laughs> to threaten us. They are they 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 have a state. They're making an our neighbors Neighborhoods uh, A police state And now whenever we do anything Even if it's outside Of their realm We're coming to attack this man By saying we're not going to do our job Because a black mm-hmm. person Is standing up for black people So you know I don't want to talk yes. on it But it's a sad, it's a I sad commentary to say.
1: I think it's just the idea That
0: he stood up and said no black right. people are not allowed to say no yes. um, right. and slavery wasn't right. allowed to say no and now they don't want us to say no anyway yes I just want to say something about the time when they threatened Well, the, they said the police was not going to work it wasn't coming to work going to work because they didn't feel that they should be there if the people did not um, threaten them people threatened them and they wouldn't come to work. And they didn't want to work under that. And I say, if you are not willing to work under that, don't come in. That's my, you know. That's you're If they not to all work, they shouldn't get paid. Don't get paid. If they not work, they shouldn't get paid. Yeah, let the Everyone every that to refuses down. to work should not get paid. Well, I'll Thank tell you me. this. During the wintertime, whenever they have a game and there was a snowstorm before the game, they would hire people in the street to come in there and shovel mm-hmm. that snow so that that game could continue. Mm-hmm. I think they should put the same advertisement out to say, we need a military or we need a police force or we need some temporary security guard to do the job mm-hmm. that the police refuse to do. And I'm pretty sure there will be a lot of black men who would be willing to take that temporary day's work. And protect mm-hmm. yeah, the, 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 the stadium. yes, the called. you mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, we, I know we one need... of them that's doing it under. You are right. Yeah, we need I the money. I agree with you. We need the money. So if they want to act up and say they don't want to come to work, we will hire black men from all over the country to come in. There could be police. There could be police officers outside the district. Um, so that they won't have any excuse to say that they're not qualified. But let some real good cops, you claim that you're out there, if you're really out there and you're Mm -hmm. listening, this is an opportunity to prove that you stand with us. This man hasn't done anything wrong except to say that I don't like what you're doing to my black people. And he has the right to say that without being threatened by the police. So for you mm-hmm. good cops that you claim that you are on the force, this is a way that you can show that you are in allegiance with righteousness, with humanitarianism, with humanity. That's what we need right now. We need good people who do. do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it and excuse and, me. And, and this is, go ahead, Carla. We should support him. We should. I don't oh, know oh, how yes. we should I'm getting do it. his jersey. It's true. This is so true. I'm buying his jersey. I have made a. I I made a conscious decision to buy his jersey. His jersey is the number seven for the Forty ers okay. San Francisco Forty ers Buy his jersey. They're a hundred dollars. Yes. Because at the same time, while we're buying his jersey, they started burning his jersey. The mm-hmm. partners, oh, okay. on the other well, side they're burning his. Yes, they burnt his jersey. So when he is when he's playing, if you want to show solidarity with uh, uh, Mr. Kaepernick, wear his jersey. Snapchat your photo with his jersey on. If you can't afford a hundred dollar jersey, if you can't afford a hundred dollar jersey, find something with his number or make a jersey with your red pen and your magic marker and stand with Kaepernick because. He needs mm-hmm. your support and even you know, though he doesn't have he to be him. black. He could look no. he looks like he could be Hispanic. He could pass for uh uh, uh Arab. He the point is mm-hmm. he does not have to identify with us. Once he lets that afro loose and he doesn't have to wear afro. Once nope. he lets that afro loose when I first saw him, I didn't think he was black. I didn't know what he was, but I didn't think he was oh, yeah. black until they showed him yesterday and he was dark, you know, whatever they showed him darker and that Afro, And I was like, okay. <laughs> but the asshole doesn't really prove he's black because a lot of those Arabs are <laughs> <tend> to have <laughs> kind of hair like that. His hair is curly. <laughs> he has real curly hair. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's, ready, he's, true. True. he's not you. We don't know what right. he is. He says. And that yeah. Said, right. I think he said he was biracial, but either way, oh. if he's standing up for us, we should stand up for him. So we got to stand up for him because he's risking and his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he could go yes, out driving, one of the cops could shoot him, and shoot everybody else. Well, that's what the cops they are really saying is. to him. In essence, that—that that is yeah, the they, underlying they, message that they're—they're they're threatening him because they're so we're not going to protect you. What, what they're saying like is, we're known in this in this racial climate where they're shooting unarmed black men because they think that they had a gun or they think whatever. They're letting him know that, you know, you're you know, we we he's got a target beat with you. He's a target. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. They would like yep. to target anybody who stands up and speak out. You're endangering yourself. You become and he's a target. Being bullied. Yep. He's definitely doing it. I feel so sorry for him. So he and needs to back out. He needs to. He did his part at this at this moment. If I was his yeah, mother, his, his wife, his sister, I would tell him to pull back very quickly. He made his stand and go back to cutting his hair and put his cap on and let, it, let, the, let us handle it from here. Because we have to take up the time and we can't ask any and everybody, to take their lives in their own hands for our sake, we All have right. to be courageous. We All have right. to be courageous. So right now, buy his jersey. If you can't afford his jersey, make a jersey. If you can't get a jersey, get a cap. If you can't afford a cap, make a Kaepernick cap. Um, so we're gonna move on from that story because that's getting pretty emotional. I know it, I'm very emotional about it. Um, he loves mm-hmm. his black people just like everybody on this line. We love being black. And we love our people, and it's it's very heart wrenching to see someone like him stand up and then to be attacked. And, and the rest right, of the teammates and all kinds a, of stuff. Mm-hmm. And nobody right. on the team. Right. Say it again, Carla. I said the, uh, the rest of the teammates, none of them are standing up with him. They're standing up doing yeah. what they're doing. They oh, think knelt down like with him yesterday, I think. Yeah, one didn't kneel down with was him. Doing, there was one guy that knelt uh, down with him. About yesterday. time. Mm-hmm. They need but to some all of the knelt team down. And he is saying, okay, he's right, but they're not willing to put their lives, you know, put their, their livelihood on the line. Their livelihood. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's part the problem. Right. You know, right. Always, they can't fire all <laughs> of them. I'm with you, but I'm not going to stand about <laughs> out there. Yeah. Yes, I can file yeah, I understand. Um The point is this. Yeah. The way that they have the, the financial structure, the salary structure, and they did it very um, strategically. There's, there's only three or four people that they call the face of the team. Okay. They get all yeah. that, mostly 90% of the money, right? Then mm-hmm. all of these, yeah. the supporting cast get peanuts, and they only play for it. an average of two or three, two or three years. And many yeah. of them don't have their college degree, and you know, mm-hmm. so this is a this is their big lottery ticket to be on that team with him, and they don't know yeah. how long they're gonna last. So he's not gonna find any support with um, a player who and just on the team him, for so. one year. No, no, he has to lock arms with other what they call um, franchise. The word is franchise players. Mm-hmm. So he is the face. He's the face of the team. We don't know how much longer. But right. um the the supporting cast is is indispensable. They'll shuffle those kids around like, you know, it means nothing. And you know, you yeah, need so Well they need yeah. to invest so let's in some... Yeah, they yeah. really yeah. need But let's to go to a lighter business. a, 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 well, a lighter story. To... Well wait well, well, can you up, listen to one can... more story for... All right. I'll okay. listen. I'll thank, you for, well, thank, thank you. Well, thank you for listening, but we we're talking about historic black-owned resorts, how we own black resorts and amusement parks and vacation oh. attractions. And um, at one point, we had a, a book that told us how to find these places. And it was a great time. So I'm going to read an excerpt from the blog I posted. Historic, okay, suburban so garden Amusement park provided Seven acres of recreational Haven for the regions of African Americans from 1921 to 1940 The park was located At 50th and Hay Street Northeast in Deanwood Neighborhood near the National Training School for Women and Girls Now, did you ever hear the Movie, uh what was the name of that movie I don't know, I forget it Ah uh, Deanwood, it has something to do with Deanwood I'll come back to it Well, this movie was shot And in, in, in it was um, Inspired by This location Other historically owned black resorts Include Fox Lake And Angola, Indiana Fox Lake um, um, Had numerous meetings for, uh, Black fraternities met there It's a beautiful place, another one On the list is Highland Beach, Maryland Founded by Charles Douglas In 1893 Gulfside Assembly and Waveland, Mississippi Founded in 1923 By Bishop Robert E. Jones Right Then we had the American Beach Founded in the 1930s By Black owned Insurance Company It flourished from the 1940s Throughout the 1960s uh, Oak Bluff, which is where um, Obama and them stayed, Oak Bluff and Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, was a black settlement, and it also, to this day, it entertains um, African Americans. Idlewild, that's the that's the one I was thinking about. Idlewild, you guys remember that movie, Idlewild? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you remember, Carlos? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I didn't see it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, Idlewild. Idlewild mm-hmm. right, Idlewild's uh, a, a black western, and um, it was in in Michigan. Um, we have Freeman Beach in Wilmington, North Carolina. Sad Harbor, which is still growing strong, Bruce's Beach of uh, Sag Harbor, New York. rather, Bruce Beach. So, if you want to learn more about this list, go to my uh, Facebook page, Leslie Gist. L e s l e y, G i s t. Anyone have any comments? Have, have you ever visited a um, black resort? No, I haven't. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I'm not a resort person. Uh, <laughs> I a vacation. A well, my friend, her aunt had one up in upstate New York. And I got ask uh-huh. after, when I was in, right after high school we visited. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but now... I do, so I'm going to ask if I can interview her. And I know the Johnsons out of Philadelphia, they had one. And there is a um, former judge, a retired judge. He had one in Pennsylvania. I think it was called a Top Hill, Hilltop. Um, and I don't know if it's still there, but it was there in, in the 90s. All right. So any comments? On that story, we only have six minutes. Can you believe that? Only six minutes left. Wow, time flies. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't have any problems. Um, okay, I'm here. What you say? I said that was interesting. Oh, thank you, thank you. So I'll go on to another story, the haymakers. Anybody know about the haymakers? The the haymakers were a group of black women Who were housewives And they made it their business And this was in the 1910s They made it their business to do benevolent work And society work And they were activists So you can take a look at that story And of course we have um, The U.S. Open is going down Last week I took my daughter and my niece to to um, Arthur Ashe Day, and um, Dinkins, as I think we talked about that already. He he built the stadium. We watched the stadium mm-hmm. dome close, and and that was um, that's about it. Oh, I know what we're talking about next. We're leading up to the um, the opening of the Smithsonian. There's a great article in the Washington Post. About Madam C.J. Walker's descendant, Miss Alylia Bundle, and how Alylia, the great great granddaughter, is doing all she can to preserve her family's legacy. And um, uh, if you want to learn more about Alylia, they have a product line, a hair product. I'll let you ladies talk about Miss Madam C.J. Walker. <laughs> Um, I I was gonna um uh, 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 talk about the your your trip to um uh what's his name Matt Turner's farm that oh you, yeah you, you told us about last week that uh, okay. they still hold on to that farm the family yes. still holds on to that farm and they made it into like a state park or a family park or whatever so they're, they're trying to go and see go and see the place. Mm. Okay, that's a very yeah. good point. That's why you're my co host. All right, let's go pull up oh. her number. Her name her name is Evelyn Sykes and I'm gonna give you her email right now. Let's see, where is that? Let's give up the number uh her email. And it's crazy. I went to give her a call. You know, my cell phone deleted the number right there, while I'm watching it. Just then, uh-uh. yes, it did. I said, "No way." So, let me give out the email while I can. E-S E-S Sam Edward. He has Edward S doesn't Sam Hawkins. H mm-hmm. A W K I N S at Verizon dot net. E S Hawkins. Her name is Evelyn Hawkins. She's out of Richmond, Virginia. If you want to support Miss Hawkins and the Nat Turner kind of Farm, email her. If I had a number, I wouldn't give it out, but I don't have the number. Email Miss Hawkins and tell her that you want to do whatever you can to help make that dream of hers become a reality. Because we need to celebrate. They have bush gardens in Virginia celebrating colonial slave times, having black people dressed up like slaves. We're an of mm-hmm. plantation life. All right? These things must come to an end. If you want to dress up like slaves and make money, you have to pay us royally. I don't really want your money. I don't think it should be done. I can't imagine the Holocaust victims, the um, seniors of Holocaust victims dressing up like slaves. I mean, like. um, Like um, people that got burnt in huh? Right, doing reenactments of ovens, being burnt up in ovens. And it's not going to happen. We should not be reliving and reenacting anything for these people, ever. Right. Now, we tell these stories in our private homes. We could purchase them for ourselves, plantations, and make them into sacred places to honor and pray for the people who struggled and died on these lands. But to sit there and let white people continue to make money off of these plantations is a travesty. It is disrespect to our people. And it is psychologically damaging to our children. There's no reason for here. black people to go visit. Not in the spirit of, you know, if you're going to visit, you better go visit in the right frame of mind and heart. But not mm-hmm. just so they can get a profit, You know, so along with that Christian Catholic school acknowledging what they did, all of these sites. Should do the same thing you know I I I'm ve- I feel very strongly about That so getting back to our story Evelyn S. Hawkins at Verizon E.S. Hawkins mm-hmm. At Verizon.net Give her a call our time is Up here it was extraordinary It went by super fast I can't remember what I was going to Talk about and I know when I hang Up it's going to come to yeah, me it come to Oh one Thing I do know We can't all get to the National uh, Smithsonian African-American Museum, but we can, and I hope TNL Radio has a viewing party so when they have the dedication ceremony that we can all watch it together as a TNL family in Brooklyn. So I encourage people all over the country that are listening, um, have your viewing party, watch the president cut the ribbon. See all the dignitaries. Um, it is our VMA, Oscars, Tony, Grammys, all wrapped up in one. You know, we felt slighted because they didn't let us participate in one of those award shows. They didn't acknowledge us. Forget them.
1: We don't yeah, need to be part of that. This
0: is gonna we be. To, this is gonna be better. This, this is, is gonna, gonna be, be a whole lot better. better. And we have mm-hmm. to make it better. We have to put the word out there that. This is about to go down on Saturday the 24th. We have televisions. We have churches. We have wives. We have sororities, fraternities. Let's make this bigger than the Grammys and the Oscars and the Tonys. This is our history, you know, so we have to support it. So that's the show. Again, it's I'm Leslie Guest. You can uh, go to www.blackhistory.com. W I'm sorry. So, Mm -hmm. would you take that from the top again for the 24th, September 24th, the opening of the museum? Right. The National Museum in D.C., the Smithsonian African-American National Museum. President Barack Obama will be cutting the ribbon Mm -hmm. um, for opening ceremony and dedication. A lot of us cannot go. We can't afford to go. We can't get there. There's no hotels. There's no tickets available for us, but we can be there in spirit through television and through the Internet. Mm-hmm. So we are encouraging people to have viewing parties. Get out those uh, the soul food. Your soul have a brunch because it's in the morning. Get some pancakes, some eggs. Everybody bring some food. Turn on the big screen TV, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, tweet about it. And let the whole country know, the whole world know, that as black people, we love our history. We love our ancestors. We honor them for the struggles that they went through. We, of course, we honor and praise God for letting us be here today and withstanding all these things. And we can do that by bringing ourselves together and letting the world know that we appreciate being here, that we are alive. Mm-hmm. We are survivors. Yes. I need, your survival. To, to, I need you to need to bring us up to speed with that. I'm for it all. Okay. I I am hundred percent for it. And um just one more thing. That is E F Hawkins net. I know E. S. Hawkins at Verizon. Verizon dot net. Oh. All right, yo? All right, thank you. All right. Thank you. And you talk to your people at the church. Tell them we want to have a viewing party there. Okay. All right? Okay, okay everybody. Thank you. Have a great week. Okay. Have a blessed weekend
1: Have a great
0: week. You too. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.